Hi, I'm Katie Carley. Welcome to the K Conversation. And I'm Lauren Keller. We are so excited to be with you here tonight. We created this podcast to bring a little bit of fun and joy into your lives. It's really true. And what we love to do here most is laugh. And so I'm so excited for tonight's agenda because it'll be lots of laughs and a few serious conversations thrown in there just for some fun. So tonight you can expect some catch-ups, an amazing hint, hint, sparkly word of the day, some anonymous advice, as well as a new lifestyle challenge this week. So, so exciting. Here we are. Episode three. Ready. Episode three ready to rock and roll. I don't know why I'm obsessed with saying that, but I am. (laughs) You are obsessed with saying rock and roll. Um, And honestly, I feel like we've said rock and roll a lot while we've been watching Selling Sunset as well. (laughs) Um, Which we finally finished. We did. We did. We honestly, we took the plunge and watched the finale. Much to many people's dismay, I feel. It just... This was a rocky finale for me. Yeah. There were a lot of ups and downs and just, you know, there was some new bad blood, little arguments. We also got to see a gorgeous wedding. Oh, we did. Honestly, the snow. I can't get over it. The snow was so magical. Christine is so over the top anyways, so it makes sense that she would need to have just like a crazy wild wedding, but I have never in all of my four weddings, TLC experience, I've never seen snow as a bride walks down the aisle. I've never seen it either. And at first I really thought it couldn't have be real snow. Same, like I thought it was foam. I did too. And then people were freezing. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, wait, what? like oh this is real yep this is frozen water frozen from the water. Sky. absolutely incredible and she had swans yeah. and even like the chairs were gorgeous and her black wedding dress I mean no one no one can pull it off like her I mean she's she's stunning right absolutely. like she's so gorgeous and that dress was sparkly and sweet and romantic but also edgy and cool and fresh so I loved it. That totally describes Christine. Yeah. Like all of those adjectives are are her. And to throw it all into a wedding dress. And then she had a really pretty second black wedding dress that was just so form-fitting. Because she has yeah. a rock and bod. And she does. And it was just, oh, my God, just so pretty. And they looked so happy. She was so excited. Christian looked so happy and excited. That's really what you want to see. You know, it really is. And at the end of the day, the bride and groom being happy and in love is what it's all about. And you really felt that. But I think that outpouring of love and how real and authentic it was really made Chriselle's experience difficult. Oh, she was crying during the vows. Yep. And... I mean, it's natural because I cry at weddings myself. Like, even (laughs) if I don't know the bride and groom that well, I'm going to cry at the wedding. Um, So it was, you know, she could play it off easily, but just getting divorced via text message mere weeks before is, that would make me cry as well. 
Oh, yeah, that's another level. And I'm actually watching This Is Us, which stars her ex-husband. Oh, no. Yeah, and every time I see him, I'm just like, you you did this to Chriselle, and I don't like it. But he was so nice that one time. (laughs) (laughs) That leads us into... (laughs) Enemy number one. Enemy number one is Davina. I know that I said in our last pod that Heather was the worst. Right. But I hadn't seen the season finale. Hadn't seen the season finale. Heather is still very annoying. She's number two. Yeah. Enemy number two. I agree. But Davina, oh my God. Do you want to, do you want to walk everybody through it? I just, I can't imagine no, sitting there with all of your colleagues at this gorgeous, beautiful, small wedding for them. You know, it wasn't a very big gathering. So everyone is kind of in everyone's business there to then just out of the blue, look at Chriselle and just be like, you know what? I don't know the full side of his story. There are two sides to every story here. And like, we don't really know what happened. And also trying to bait her into talking about it, even though Chriselle had said that she was keeping that private because of the legal case that she was in. I mean, Davina was just trying every trick in the book to get Chriselle angry and mad and to talk. And then obviously probably ruin her chances of having a fair trial. But I just was so upset when I was watching that because it was so rude It was conniving, too. I just felt like there was so much manipulative intent behind that that I just felt so bad for Chriselle. I don't blame her for storming out. Absolutely not. And it was, like you said, it was just so out of the blue. Like, we're here at our coworker's wedding. The last thing we need to be talking about is my divorce. You're not even my friend. Yes. Why are you bringing up? my very public painful divorce and saying that you're gonna you need to hear out my husband's side my ex-husband's side like you see me at work seemingly at least a couple times a week and you really just need to hear what my husband's side of the story is you can't just assume that I was blindsided because you met him one time and he was really nice so you just can't believe that he would text me about our divorce you really need to bring that up right now, girl. I, it's just, it's, it's dumbfounding. It, that behavior. Yeah. I would have bounced for sure. I mean, she went home. Yeah. I would have taken myself out to eat for sure. Got a drink. Yeah. Or at least stopped like at McDonald's on the way home. Uh, oh, I love that. But you know, she doesn't eat McDonald's. She just looks true. at McDonald's. True. <laughs> and you know what? As I say that, this is a little off topic, but I read an article today that maybe means we need to be swearing off McDonald's going forward. Oh, no. And okay, hate, tell me. I hate to even say it because oh, no. I love double cheeseburgers more I than anything. Too. Yeah, me too, honestly. That's oh. like my comfort food right there yes and it's a great drunk food as well excellent drunk food yes and basically this article came out it was like a research study was done on a couple of big companies and picked out like did some research on the employees and found that mcdonald's along with walmart burger king amazon they have a really high number of employees 
who are using government assistance, like oh. food stamps and Medicaid, because like full-time employees. Yes, because they don't make a livable wage, so they have to be supplemented with, you know, government agency assistance, which is what it's there for. But I just found it astounding that 70% of the people who are using those government assistant programs are full, full-time employees. And so that has made me reconsider my patronage to McDonald's, Burger King, even Amazon, which kills me because I love Amazon. I mean, Amazon has had a bad reputation for you know, the way they treat their workers and stuff. And I mean, the fact that their employees also have to use government assistance and be treated very poorly at work, like it just puts a bad taste in my mouth and you vote with your dollar. And I just don't know if I'm going to be voting for that anymore. And also apparently McDonald's up until last year was lobbying against raising the federal minimum wage. Really? Yes. And so, I'm shocked by the study. What, what um, company has the study? So I, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I will send you the link. It was done yeah. by Washington Post, and Bernie Sanders was one of the people who really like commissioned for the study to be done. Yeah, that is so fascinating and so sad to me that yeah. these huge companies that are profiting billions every single year. Um, and, you know, I mean, Jeff Bezos is the richest man right. <laughs> ever, basically, um, to have employees that, uh, you know, can't afford food because of it. And they're still working full time for you. That's for me. That's just not that's not OK. And I hear what you're saying. And honestly, that's I'm just astounded. I had no idea. Yeah, that. I, I was shocked as well and obviously very disappointed. You know, like you said, Walmart netted like $5 billion in the past quarter, McDonald's $1.7 billion. And so, you know, clearly there is a good amount of income there. We should be able to pay our people a livable wage. Um, So yeah, I'll send you that article, the Washington Post, the title of it, if you guys want to look it up is Walmart and McDonald's have the most workers on food stamps and Medicaid new study shows. I just, I just, I don't understand how you can expect someone to work for you full time and you don't pay them a livable wage. That actually does not make sense to me. Like I give you 40 plus hours of my life every week. Right. And I can't live off that. Terrible. That's, that that is horrible. That really is. And it looks like. I'm so, I'm glad that you told me about it. I'm sad to know, but I'm glad to know. know? Yes. I just found out about it as well. And it looks like who did the study uh, is the U.S. Government Accountability Office. Oh, okay. So I don't, it sounds official, but I guess I haven't like looked super into that source. Um, I but mean, but the Washington a- Post is a very reputable source too, okay. so. Okay. That's just. So that's everybody, yeah, everybody look into it. Let us know, you know, what you think of it. Um, yeah. You know, and everybody can make your own decisions. When these things come to light, I love to share And I like to take action immediately. Obviously, like one person not going to McDonald's anymore isn't going to make a huge deal, but we can spread the word, let people do their own research and come to their own conclusions. But it's just not looking great for McDonald's. Yeah, 
No, I agree with you. And what you're saying is you vote with your dollar. That is, that's such a provocative statement and so true. And I think is the more we talk about it and then the more you actually do it. So like, Hey, we are having a conversation and then people are listening to this conversation. So then they hear about it and it can spiral. And I think knowing when something is wrong and then doing something about it is all we can do. Totally. And I, I've just known you to do that so well. You I was always... just going to say, I have to throw in that nobody should be buying Haagen-Dazs, Kit Kats, anything Nestle. And you should also be buying pasture-raised eggs. <laughs> you know what? I'm loving this little shout out. For... I, I had, those are the ones that like I'm always coming to mind because they're popular things. And I yeah. was just telling my sister, like we were on the phone when she was in the grocery store and she almost got like whatever the normal eggs and I was like no you vote with your dollar you have to get the pasture raised eggs you got to vote for your chickens to have a better life yes you do I I hear you there yep and eggs are a staple in my diet so (laughs) do you buy pasture raised eggs I do every time excellent my parents my parents did so that's just always what I've done too word love that yeah Yes, oh, that's, good. that's a ketchup on Walmart and McDonald's. When I, oh, I've already said it, but I hate to say goodbye to McDonald's, but I hated to say goodbye to Haagen-Dazs, but I can yeah. do it. I can do well, it. And you can. Yep. And you can. And it'll be, it'll be fine. We can find another amazing drunk food it's to sustain that. us. I know. I wonder what it's going to be. Like maybe Taco Bell is going to have to be the new goat because okay. Burger Burger King was also mentioned in this article. So that's like another big burger one that's out. And then I don't love Wendy's most recent spending habits. They've changed their tune to what they spend their money on. I mean, but if they've changed, right? Yeah, they did change. I feel like that's something to think yeah, about. Exactly. And I really like their McNuggets. Or n- they're not McNuggets, just nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, we're going to have a hard time cutting down. <laughs> when we call Wendy's chicken nuggets we nuggets. really are gonna have a hard time oh that's gonna be tough that's gonna be a hard <laughs> day for sure <laughs> oh, but oh we'll find God. something else there will be something else they're already out there there's a ton of options I'm just gonna have to we'll just we'll find it well I'm trying to think of other burger places I mean I know I can't really think of anything <laughs> that's around I mean that are big enough Right. I think that's like kind of my thing because there are always these local chains and stuff, but yeah, a big like cross country mm-hmm. brand. I'm five guys? Hard to find. Okay. Yeah. I guess there's five guys. I've never eaten there. Really? Yeah. Never eaten there. They had, they cooked their fries in peanut oil, so we could never have oh. it with Madeline. And then yep. the one by my house doesn't have parking or a drive through. And so I, very annoyed. I won't oh, be well, sure. There. Yeah. I mean, if there's no parking or drive through I'm not quite sure how you get there. I know. So. I'm like, I, I have to find street parking somewhere and that's just too, too much for five yeah, minutes. That, that is way too much. And I guess Wendy's has burgers too. I just haven't eaten one. I feel like I was surprised that I liked it when really? I had it. But to be honest with you, I feel like I've had it like four years ago, but I'm remembering it fondly. Like I don't remember it poorly. So we could potentially look at that option. Yep. And their Um, burgers are thicker. So maybe their double cheeseburger would be like an even better drunk food. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm willing 
I'm willing to give it a shot. Potential comeback. Yeah, it's a potential comeback. I think. Yep. Well, speaking of all this eating out, yes, um, we have a pretty major food holiday coming up. <laughs> Thanksgiving is just around the corner. I know. I, where has this year gone? I don't even know. I don't know. Like yesterday, it was February, but also today lasted five months. <laughs> so I'm not sure. So true. And yeah, the concept of time is beyond me. Oh, absolutely. And it's tough. You know, obviously, this is our first COVID Thanksgiving. It is. Um, and COVID cases are on the rise in the United States, like averaging 150,000 new cases a day. I can't even believe that's the average. That is horrible. I know. That is a, over a tenth of a million. Right. As the average. <laughs> like, oh my God, that is just way too much. So we've obviously modified our Thanksgiving plans. Last year we were in Hawaii and it was the plan to make Thanksgiving like the travel holiday. Oh, okay. Yeah. You get an extra day off of work. Like you get Thanksgiving off. Then you get the day after off. And so it just makes sense to travel because you don't have to use a PTO. Right. This year, obviously, we will be staying <laughs> home. <laughs> oh, it Not... won't be the travel holiday. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> <sighs> so sad. Hopefully next year, you know, there will be enough vaccines and we can go somewhere. But we will be doing Thanksgiving, just the two of us. I think we're going to make Cornish hens. Ooh, we're each yes. going to have a little mini bird. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. TJ cooked one once and it turned out really good. And I'm not huge on really any mains for Thanksgiving. I care more about the sides. Yep. So I really don't miss turkey or ham or whatever else. So very excited to give that a try. I'll be making mac and cheese, Brussels oh. sprouts, mashed potatoes, TJ really oh likes stuffing, gosh. so we'll have some stuffing. And yeah, we'll just have a little feast for the two of us. That sounds so nice, though. I mean, it's it's making the most of, you know, a situation that you can't control. And you're going to have a beautiful meal and amazing leftovers. Yeah. So where's the harm in that, right? Totally. totally. What are you guys doing? So we are also staying here. We're in North Carolina, and it will be... Our first Thanksgiving is a married couple in our house. So exciting. So I'm very excited. I'm, I recently changed my name this year after getting married. And my husband always says that it's Lauren Keller's first, basically, year of life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so any first that he can come up with, um, he does. And so it's Lauren Keller's technically first Thanksgiving. She has never had a Thanksgiving before. So and funny. Yes. And it's going to be a fully vegan Thanksgiving. Mm. Wow. The whole thing. Because my husband is vegan. So that is what we are doing. And honestly, I'm really excited. I made up this menu and it's just full of spices and flavors and warm hugs. It just feels like I'm, I'm very excited. My, the main dish is going to be a Thanksgiving style vegan stuffed pepper. What? And <laughs> Oh, it's going to be fantastic. There's this ground sausage that we can use that's vegan, and we're making our homemade stuffing, and I'm going to mix all that, you know, with a bunch of veggies and butter and lots of spices. Then we're going to bake it and drizzle it with a homemade cranberry sauce, and 
It's going to be so good. I mean, it Seriously. sounds amazing. Thank you. I've been planning these vegan stuffed peppers basically the whole year. I've been so excited for them. Wow. <laughs> I've never made them before. And they only existed in my head. And so now they will exist on the plate. Well, I'm excited. I definitely wasn't expecting a stuffed pepper to be the main. I was expecting like a vegan field roast or, yep. you know, something like that, a fake tofurkey. I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. So I basically hate every vegan roast that is imaginable on this planet. While Michael would be very happy to, I think, have that, I would be very sad. (laughs) I would be missing something. I would would have to like get a turkey or like something, a chicken for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then the whole vegan thing just, you know, wouldn't really work. No, it would not. But a pepper sounds great. I love stuffed peppers. It sounds really interesting. I'm super excited to see pictures and oh, hear yes. how it goes. I'm Thank concerned you. about no mac and cheese. Oh, there's going to be mac and cheese. You I just can? didn't get to all the other stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you you maybe run us through the menu. We're having stuffed oh, peppers. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Let me pull up my Thanksgiving 2020 menu that I have right here. <laughs> So our appetizers were between a couple different things. So okay. one is a vegan falafel with cranberry and pear sauce. Wow, yum. Yeah, it looks absolutely incredible. And then the second option is a butternut squash soup with maple croutons. Wow, I got to say, I love the sound of like a cranberry pear sauce, a maple yes. crouton. Yes. Wow. It's how we do, honestly, because this is fun. I've never been able to do anything outside the box for Thanksgiving. Well, because I've never hosted Thanksgiving. I guess it's just the two of us. I say hosted as if we're <laughs> having a corral of people over. It's truly just me and my husband. But I was just so excited to dive into something a little different. It sounds amazing. Okay, so we're between those two. Yeah, or... those two are the potential appetizers. And then the entree, we've got the vegan-style Thanksgiving stuffed peppers, mm-hmm. the sweet potato casserole, my mom's famous recipe. Okay. Yeah. Um, that we make vegan with egg replacer, vegan butter, and vegan milk. And then Michael makes these really great homemade rolls. Ooh. Uh, we have our homemade cranberry sauce. And we're doing some kind of veggie. It hasn't been decided which one yet. It's either going to be Brussels sprouts or like a green bean kind of thing. Love. And then some mac. Yes. Mac and cheese. And then for dessert, we are actually ordering from our favorite vegan bakery, the plant-based cakes. Love them and their Instagram. Yeah, they are amazing. And their stuff, I just have been amazed with how – good it is and I know that everyone says that they're like oh you know you should just try this it's vegan it's amazing but it truly they are so good you can attest to that I was just gonna say I got to taste the donuts for Lauren and Michael's wedding that they were gonna have as a dessert and I was blown away they were so delicious I I couldn't believe that they were a vegan and b that good. I just was like, I've never had a better donut. 
I am just thrilled. And honestly, I was annoyed with them because they were just a really obnoxious vendor at first. Yep. But I was so glad that you were there because I really felt like I just needed that third party who had not been eating vegan to say that this was actually really objectively amazing. So freaking good. And I cannot yeah. wait for 2022 when we get to <laughs> celebrate your union and yep. eat the vegan dream wedding buffet finished off by those amazing donuts oh me too it'll be so lovely oh that's so nice are you getting a cake from them or are they doing like a pie we're actually we're gonna do um some cupcakes cute are they what flavor we're thinking the cookies and cream oh my god amazing yeah they make really good cookies and cream so that's that's our thought. They have some fall theme dish ones, but a lot of them are pumpkin, and I just don't like pumpkin. Oh, okay. Our listeners are going to be so irritated. <laughs> just like, who doesn't like pumpkin? But I feel like I didn't me. even really know that. Well, I don't think I ever really understood it, but <laughs> I've never enjoyed pumpkin pie. And recently, I made these pumpkin chai buttercream um, cupcakes from this Instagram food blogger and the chai spices were incredible the chai cinnamon buttercream mm. amazing and I thought that with all of the spices I would just fall in love with this pumpkin cupcake um, but I didn't because mm. it it was pumpkin and that's when I it was sort of confirmed for me wow that pumpkin is not in fact my thing okay that is great to know yeah, so great to know. No pumpkin for Lauren. No pumpkin for me. <laughs> Are you guys having dessert? Did you mention that? You know, I'm sure we will. TJ loves pecan pie okay. mm-hmm. more than anything, <laughs> uh, dessert wise. So we might do like a mini one for him. I don't love pecan pie. Pecan pie. I'm saying it different every That's time. Okay. Um, the pie with nuts in it it's pretty good but I just it doesn't light me up inside I prefer pumpkin pie yeah so maybe we'll do like a mini pecan pie for him mini pumpkin pie for me oh I love the little mini pie idea yeah I can't be trusted with a full pie because (laughs) I will eat the entire thing (laughs) so if I just keep it small then it's more controlled oh my gosh that's so funny yeah, so we will probably do something like that with a ton of whipped cream. Oh, absolutely. Is Michael's bread recipe a secret? No. Okay, I might be wanting it because I know you said like the pizza dough he makes is really good. Yes. The rolls I've heard about. So maybe I, because I wanted to do either homemade rolls or homemade croissants. Oh, perfect. But I saw the croissant recipe I found takes three days. Oh, oh three days? Three days. It's not like active active but the dough just needs to rest in the fridge for so long yeah no for Uh, sure not I know and so I'm just like I would rather buy those but I do want to try to make something like homemade bready I've been really getting into homemade breads with other people in quarantine I'm sure I either wanted to do rolls or croissants and I think it's going to be rolls so maybe I'll try to make Michael's absolutely I'll send you the recipe it's super easy and they turn out amazing so I will just send that to you and Perfect. Your baking in quarantine is honestly so desirable. You sent me these pictures of these Asiago <laughs> cheese bagel 
heavenly yes. glorious looking things and I just wanted to devour that entire plate <laughs> it looked so one good. of the best things I've ever oh, made awesome. for sure I I made them again actually because TJ is really into them he just loves it as a breakfast idea yeah. so they're in the fridge right now ready to be boiled tomorrow morning oh, that's so awesome I love that yes yeah, they looked incredible so yay thank You're you welcome. they were pretty pretty damn good if I do say so myself <laughs> I love that okay well are you feeling caught up we did a lot of catch I'm feeling <laughs> we did but it was all amazing I feel caught up and yes. I'm really happy with it well you have got to take us into our favorite one of our they're all they, great all the segments are our you know, favorite, they really are word of the day word of the day, I love word of the day is one is just a really fun one for me because it actually wasn't even my idea to do a word of the day section it was Katie's and it was such a fun idea and I just love it and I wondered if you've been able to use any of our amazing past couple word of the days either crepuscular or mythomania since our last pod the answer is yes I was super easily able to use mythomania with the election going on and all of the crazy stories that were coming out it was super easy to slip mythomania into many a conversation because the media was just going so crazy and I felt like everybody in general was going so crazy spreading all kinds of stories so it was it was a great word it was perfect I'm thrilled and I thought potentially it would be with the election and everything so I'm, I'm glad that You've been able to kind of slip that into to some sentences there. That's awesome. Yes. And this next word of the day is incredibly different. It could not be more different than mythomania. Uh, today, I was really inspired by the holidays. And down here in North Carolina, it doesn't get very cold often. But yesterday, we had the most, in my mind, beautiful winter day possible. The sun was shining. It was just a little bit breezy and, and the wind was, I don't know, it was just nice. It, it really felt, I really felt that cool energy and that cool air, which was fabulous. And so that inspired the next word, which is resplendent. 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 It is an adjective and it means shining brightly, gleaming, and splendid. Okay, super cute. Resplendent definitely sounds like splendid. It makes me feel happy to say it. Right? Doesn't it just kind of puts a smile on your face when you're thinking about it? Yes. And I will share with everyone my sentence here. So I have the early morning light made the snow resplendent, flooding the walkway with sparkling frozen crystals amazing thanks it just made me feel like that winter day the other day just really happy although there was no snow here but in my mind there was (laughs) sometimes I dream of the snow (laughs) oh so cute I love that word I can't wait to use it I'm thrilled to hear it resplendent resplendent and we hope that you are able to use it in your lives just whenever you need a little boost. Use that beautiful adjective to dress up a sentence or two. Oh, I love that. You are so good with adjectives. Thank you. Adjectives are my favorite. We will hear many an adjective in this word of the day <laughs> segment. 
So with that, should we jump over to some anonymous advice? We should. And I just want to prepare our listeners that this is this is a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. It's it's on brand for what we were talking about with a COVID Thanksgiving. Yes, so here we go. I will go ahead and Perfect. read it. My dad is planning on inviting friends from outside his home Thanksgiving festivities. With rising numbers and COVID in our area, I find this to be very dangerous. How do I go about sharing my feelings with him without shaming him? Or should I be shaming him? Oh, man. Katie, this is really a doozy of a question. I really feel for this. I I really feel for this person because I think all of us can relate to family members acting very strangely during this time. And the (laughs) fact that this person's dad is planning on inviting friends to come over for Thanksgiving just feels, well, it, it doesn't feel wrong. It is wrong. It is yeah, wrong. Like the, there's no reason for that. We're all adjusting our holiday plans. Absolutely. No one is just saying we need to go about Thanksgiving as though it were always. You're not traveling to Hawaii, right? Even though that's what you really wanted to do. And so I just I find I find it to be a little bit selfish. I find it to be a little bit sad. Uh, but when it comes to sharing feelings. Honestly, in my mind, I'm always like, you have to be honest with your family members. And I mean, being honest doesn't have to be shaming and it doesn't have to mean being callous, but it does mean expressing concern. And you can say, this behavior is concerning me because I love you and I don't want you or any other family member or any of our friends to get sick. Absolutely. And I... Apart from not traveling this year, we are also going to do a little Zoom Thanksgiving with uh, my dad's family. We're going to hop on Zoom for, you know, an hour or two just to connect and share Thanksgiving cheer. And also Zoom, fun fact, has lifted their restrictions on the one hour time limit that they have. That's amazing. I just saw that last night and I was so jazzed about it. So sweet that they are doing that. That's like a great social, I don't know what the word is, socially forward thinking. I don't know. They're helping the people out because they know that we want to connect with each other still. So I, that's what I would suggest to my dad. That's what I have suggested to my dad. That's what I would suggest to this dad as well. Just because, you know, the truth is everybody is fatigued from COVID. We all are sick of it. And the only way to get out of it and move forward is to not see each other. And it sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I would offer just to do like a little Zoom connect, you know, for an hour. I would rather stay apart this Thanksgiving so that we can have infinite more Thanksgivings together without dying or without having long lasting effects from COVID Bottom line is we need to stay apart this Thanksgiving. And that really is the bottom line here. And I think just what other, what other things just so interesting that you're saying is like, you're not saying don't see people on Thanksgiving. You're see, you're saying see people in a different way, see people in a safe way, prioritize their safety because what says that you love someone more than putting their needs kind of above the current situation 
you know, it just kind of reminds me of what parents do for their kids all the time, right? You know, parents make sacrifices for the short term to give their kids long-term benefits. I feel like this is a chance for this kid to, to offer that chance to their dad. Keep everybody safe. Safety first. That's what they always say. It really is. And it's just so interesting to me that even in this time of, of COVID and all of the deaths and how tragic it has been for so many people, it seems almost insignificant to give up this one day to have the chance of an entire lifetime of memories. And I just, it just kind of goes to show how single-minded and how short-term we're all thinking. Um, It's the holidays. You can't not do something on holidays. And it's just, that's not the approach. Well said. I'm just really passionate. I'm I'm really passionate about this topic. And I just really commend the person who, who wrote in with this topic because we're all dealing with this to some degree. We all have one family member or friend or someone we know of who's been in this situation. It's just so relevant, so timely. And I really hope that by being, by being honest and by suggesting alternative routes, mm-hmm. yep. that you're going to be able to make this Thanksgiving I don't know, even better than you imagined. So our bottom line is Zoom Thanksgiving. Yes, bottom line is Zoom Thanksgiving after all of that. <laughs> so that wraps up our anonymous advice. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for whoever wrote in. We really appreciate it. And now we can kick it over to our final topic. And another lifestyle. Big another big one. Lifestyle challenge. I mean, are you are, Let's catch are you excited up. about oh. this one? Because uh, I mean, I don't know if you, if you <laughs> listeners remember that last time on the pod, Katie suggested we all write poems to help inspire our original thoughts, and this was an amazing and incredible exercise. I'm just thrilled that we get to share some of these poems today. Oh my god, I am—I wouldn't say I'm thrilled. To share, you this should poem, be. But you should I, be. It's fabulous. I, I'm gonna go first because again, I just need to remind everybody that Lauren is a writer, English major, adjective extraordinaire, <laughs> and so there will be no following that act. So I'm going to kick it off with I suggested haikus. So the challenge was two poems a week. I really like haikus because they're short, simple. Um, so here we go. My olive green coat, dark against the orange trees. The string is too long. I just think you don't give yourself enough credit with this poem. It's, (laughs) no, I love it. I love it. I love the simplicity of it. I love the juxtaposition between the colors. I love that I get some texture with the string. I get length. I get vision all in three lines. So amazing! I love this poem. I really, I think it, I think it's incredible. I really do. Yay. Thank you so much for hyping me up. I'm feeling better about it. I'm glad. You really should. Um, Like, truly, this is is a fabulous poem. Yay. Okay. And I'm excited to hear yours as well. So mine is not really a poem. It's more of a sentence that kind of evokes a feeling and a place and a meaning. I was inspired and it just kind of came out. So here is my sentence. 
His hair was splashed with gray, like an amateur artist who stumbled on a masterpiece. Wow. Okay. So I'm getting like flecks of gray. I was really inspired by, by my husband and I feel like he is just so incredible and, and doesn't, and doesn't know it. And it's one of those, an amateur or a new artist who doesn't know how incredible they are in even just the simplest moments, the most, the things you don't even think about, like how you have a little bit of gray or a flex in your hair. But like, to me, that is just what I notice. And one of the things I just, I love so much about him. And so I just, I've really felt all of that in, in that sentence. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. And how deep. Thank you. There are depths to this There sentence. are depths. That's what happens. You give me a sentence as an English major, I'm going to dissect it. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and since I'm the writer of the sentence, I can say all the meaning that I am finding from this and deriving from this is, is very true. Totally. You can take us through yeah. it. Okay. Yay. So we caught up on last week. I hope you guys enjoyed the poetry challenge and also the positive affirmation challenge. That was super helpful, especially just during quarantine to be extra kind and loving to myself. So I really enjoyed, you know, giving myself little pep talks throughout the day. I'm really glad. And honestly, I, I'm just going to be real with you and our listeners. I was terrible at it this week. Really? I wasn't good. I, I fell short and Honestly, me falling short with that also helped me figure out what this new challenge was going to be and how to kind of build on this positive affirmation. Tell us. And for me, for myself, and for our listeners, my challenge is going to be to redefine rest. Mm. So Intriguing. Yeah, I – I ended up hurting my upper calves and during, during a bar class and I felt so bad about myself that I couldn't work out for a few days or go for walks or or really do anything. I just felt like I, I couldn't really move and I was just trying to get better, but I kept feeling like I wasn't doing enough or that I somehow didn't deserve to take the break that my body needed. Um, and, and I just felt so bad about how I handled that and that kind of pressure and that narrative I wrote for myself that I wanted to write this challenge to look at rest as a need rather than a reward. Uh, I love that. Thank you. That, that sentence of, looking at rest as a need, as opposed to a reward, you know, that just makes me think of like when you exercise and things like that, it's like, Oh, if I can just make it to the rest day, yep, then I can finally get a break and finally, you know, enjoy myself, but we need to rest yes. and let our bodies recoup from, you know, the daily pressures that we put on them, just like in normal life, in addition to extra activities you know, I think this is really important to be mindful of and, and I'm excited to be excited to rest. Yes. As opposed to feeling bad about it. Exactly. And it's just, it's so toxic. It's this toxic story. We tell ourselves that we don't deserve to rest because we have to be productive at all hours of the day, all the time at work, after work, you have to have something 
constantly or else like what's the point but that's just that's so wrong that's <laughs> so wrong and I realized that I was doing that to myself and I don't want to do that anymore and, and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to recognize it and I'm glad that I have you to help keep me accountable for this and you know, just to hopefully I don't know put write, write a different story write, write a happier one write a more positive one I love that. Write a happier story. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. It really is. And I feel like your lifestyle challenge this week really naturally falls into this same idea. We, we don't always plan these before. Like we just feel like these just naturally go together. So I'd love to hear what is your lifestyle challenge this week? My lifestyle challenge this week goes along with the same theme of resting our bodies and giving our bodies a break. TJ and I and a couple of our other friends have been doing no libation November. What that means. It was like, tell tell us, tell everybody what in the world that is. So that basically means that we have cut out caffeine, marijuana, and alcohol. And for those of you listening, if you're listening somewhere else, marijuana is legal in Washington. And it has been for a very long time. The trifecta. Yep. So perfectly legal to smoke and ingest that here. Um, And we have just taken a break this November, you know, caffeine and all of those things really have been like a daily use Mm -hmm. since I can remember basically. Um, So we just decided to challenge ourselves to not use those libations this month. And so far we are nearly two thirds of the way through the month. It's amazing. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, honestly, that we've made it this far and are going to make it to the end. But it has just been really nice to just be clear headed all the time, you know, not feeling bad because you drink too much the night before. It's just been a nice break. And so my challenge for everybody, you don't have to do the whole month, especially because Thanksgiving is coming up. But my challenge is to try out no libations for seven days. And so you can do, you know, the seven days leading up to Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, give your body a little bit of time to rest, reset, and then, you know, you can hop back on the horse. That is such an amazing challenge. And I'm just curious, has there been one of the three that you've just kind of noticed yourself maybe missing a little bit more than the others? I'm just curious. That is a good question. I definitely miss the taste of coffee. Yeah. It was part of my morning routine Mm -hmm. to, you know, unload the dishwasher, make myself a cup of espresso and, you know, get the day started with a bang. And then also just in the afternoon to have like another little cup of coffee to get me through the afternoon. So I feel like I'm definitely missing caffeine. And then of course, weed is, is my tried and true sure. BFF, like love it. And so it's been weird not having that because Always, like, if you're yeah. bored, you smoke. Mm-hmm. And so it's been interesting, like filling those bored times, not with drugs. <laughs> what, what have you found yourself filling those bored times with? So with quarantine, I invested in some other hobbies, started a YouTube channel. I got some coloring books some extra canvases. So I've really just been diving into my creative side more, spending time, you know, painting, coloring elaborate jungle 
scenes, baking as well, just doing little projects to keep myself busy and productive. That is amazing. And for all of our listeners, Katie is a phenomenal artist. She's wow. You're so your paintings are so beautiful. They're so amazing. And honestly, I'm just gonna tell all of you to go follow her Etsy shop and also to check out her YouTube channel where you will honestly get the coolest makeover ever. Truly those those quarantine eyes are my oh, goals. Thank you. Yes. So everyone has to check out those videos and you will not you'll not be sorry because it's it's so fun. It's so lovely. It's what a beautiful way to express what you're so good at and to be able to Thank give you. yourself the time and energy and space to do that. That's that's amazing. So even even once, you know, November is over and you know some of these delightful things can come back into your life. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you still need to prioritize that because it's just it's a beautiful gift. Yeah, I agree. And I think I will. I think taking the month off has just shown that I don't need those things to fill up my boredom times. Yes. You know, they're nice to have, uh, but it doesn't need to be, you know, every single day, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm excited yeah. to take on this challenge. This is going to be great. I'm excited. Lauren loves wine. I so do. I'm excited to see <laughs> and coffee. I do. I do. So that is going to be really difficult. The one time I gave up coffee, I gave it up for Lent and that was rough for all of you people who do not know what Lent is. It's a Catholic thing. You give up something for 40 long, long, arduous days. And one year I chose coffee and it was horrible. So I do remember that being a very difficult thing to do. But for a week, I think I could do it. And that has been in the back of my mind, just thinking about you talking about those caffeine headaches. I'm like, I am scared for what is going to happen to me. But I I guess it wasn't that bad. I didn't really notice it. I just missed the taste of coffee. Honestly, I really grew to love it. And I miss her. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you never got the headaches. I mean, for me, the last few years, I've cut back to, I just have one cup of coffee in the morning. So I, I never have more than that. I think ever, <laughs> like there's only, if we go out to eat at a, at a diner, will I allow mm. myself to have like those multiple refills? Oh my God. Lauren and I one time went to a <laughs> diner and I swear to God, she had like five cups of coffee. <laughs> it was insane. And I wasn't drinking coffee or really tea at that time. So I was just flabbergasted. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is my time when I let myself have coffee to my heart's content. <laughs> Anytime person comes over, they're like, would you like a refill? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fill her up. <laughs> wow. This has been an incredible episode. It really has been a great episode. We have lots of great stuff that we talked about. Yeah. I'm excited for these lifestyle challenges coming up. Word of the day, we got to use rep- resplendent resplendent yes okay great resplendent (laughs) and then everybody zoom thanksgiving and read that article about mcdonald's and walmart (laughs) exactly those are the highlights and yeah just thank you so much for listening we really appreciate each and every one of you and we are so excited to talk to you again soon yes thank you for listening And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.